0: Giants. Deciding to camp in a forest clearing after a long day of hiking, you settle down to light a fire and cook your dinner. Suddenly, the ground begins to tremble underneath you, growing in intensity as you jump to your feet. Entering the clearing across from you is a massive humanoid wielding the trunk of a tree in its hands. Unfortunately for you, it has its eyes on dinner as well. This is a giant, and regardless of your familiarity with Dungeons and Dragons, you're very likely familiar with the basic concept of a giant. Depending on the type of fiction, giants can be creatures hundreds of feet tall, but D&D giants are a bit closer to the ground, while still being quite terrifying opponents. More specifically to D&D, the really interesting aspect of giants is the variety of subspecies, much like dragons. This video will just provide a brief overview of most of the popular types of Giants. As you might expect, Giants' existence in D&D publication goes back to the original set in 1974, as such typical folklore creatures fit right alongside things like ogres, ghouls, and dragons. Based on the chainmail wargame rules, Giants acted as mobile light catapults due to their impressive throwing abilities. The original set included Hill Giants, Stone Giants, Frost Giants, Fire Giants, and Cloud Giants, which is very close to the list included in the D&D 5th edition Monster Manual decades later. The Greyhawk supplement for original D&D would add Storm Giants, rounding out the main six varieties that would go on to be featured in every edition's Monster Manual, aside from 4th edition, which would omit Cloud Giants completely, and instead add Death Giants and Eldritch Giants. Other varieties introduced in various supplements over the years include Fog Giants, Mountain Giants, Sea Giants, Desert Giants, Jungle Giants, Reef Giants, Shadow Giants, Desolation Giants, Sun Giants, so on and so forth. The only really extensive supplement about giant ecology comes from 2nd edition AD&D, titled giant craft, but since it details a rather setting-specific version of giant lore, I won't be utilizing it much. I'll be mostly going over the differences between the main six varieties of true giants as they're known, but first let's look at what makes all of these giants similar. All giants are, as one would expect, gigantic when compared to the average human. The smallest of the true giants, Hill giants stand at around 16 feet tall, whereas the tallest, storm giants, are around 26 feet tall on average. Giants also possess prodigious strength, easily capable of throwing massive objects a great distance or breaking down stone walls. Giants are also known for their exceptional senses, capable of seeing and hearing twice as far as the average human and each variety of giant has specifically adapted their senses to great advantage in their native habitats. As far as giant society is concerned, it varies wildly based on the subspecies, but one thing all true giants understand and respect is the ordining, meaning the order. The ordining is a caste structure that affects every giant within a given subspecies society, as well as their place amongst the other subspecies. The chieftain of a giant society is ranked the highest in this system, with their closest advisor being ranked two, on and on, down to the lowliest member of the society. These rankings are based on an individual's skills and prowess, and the ranking is indisputed by the giants. Depending on the subspecies, the giants might value different types of skills or abilities, such as physical strength amongst hill giants, or artistic prowess amongst Stone Giants. It is possible to rise in ranking if an inferior Giant challenges and bests a superior one. Violating the ordining by offending a superior Giant is a fairly egregious offense. Additionally, all of the True Giants respect an overall ranking in the ordining based on subspecies, with Storm Giants at the top and Hill Giants at the bottom. The lowest ranking member of the Fire Giants is considered of a higher station than the chieftain of the Frost Giants, for example. To violate the Ordning when it comes to other subspecies isn't considered quite as offensive, just merely rude. Let's move our way up the line then, starting with Hill Giants. A Hill Giant represents sort of the stereotypical image of a giant dim-witted, clumsy oafs that eat everything in sight and mercilessly crush anything that resists being eaten. They dwell in the hills and mountainous valleys of the world, living in congregations of crude huts, plotting through life based on strength and size. Lacking any sort of culture or intellectual pursuits, hill giants are content with breeding, fighting, and eating. They are intelligent enough to avoid taking on anything that looks larger or tougher than they are, as they base power mostly on size, but they can be deceived and tricked by clever folk. If the hill giant catches on though, their rage can be terrifying, smashing everything in sight. Farmers particularly abhor hill giants, as just one hungry giant can easily consume and destroy an entire farm. Hill giants are at the bottom of the giant totem pole due to their lack of intellect and refinement, but that suits them just fine, as all the other giants are bigger anyways. Next up, we have stone giants, standing slightly taller on average than hill giants at around 18 feet, although they tend to be leaner and more muscular in appearance, with smooth gray flesh that makes it easier for them to blend into the mountainous environments they call homes. Left undisturbed, stone giants are typically reclusive, quiet, and peaceful, residing in caverns and cave systems underneath mountains. Stone giants are the most artistic of the true giant varieties, spending their time creating elaborate stone carvings or painting massive murals across cave walls. The Ordning among stone giants ranks the greatest carvers and artists at the top, as perfect carvings are seen as holy symbols in stone giant society. Physically, stone giants are far more graceful in their movements than hill giants, as athleticism is also seen as artistry. They particularly value skill at stone throwing and stone catching, often engaging in contests that contribute to a stone giant's rank in the ordinary. The world outside of their homes is seen akin to a realm of dreams, where a stone giant can't be sure if anything is real or true, leading stone giants that wander away from home or live on the fringes of their society to take little care in their actions. This tends to give stone giants a rough reputation amongst wider civilization, as adventurers approaching a stone giant community are swiftly attacked by hurled boulders from giants that don't believe they're real anyways. In stark contrast are the Frost Giants, standing 21 feet tall and hailing from the frozen areas of the world, where they value strength and battle prowess. Burly and intimidating in appearance, their blue flesh contrasts with their pale white hair. Similar to the Hill Giants, Frost Giants survive by hunting creatures of the tundra and mountains, eating their kills raw while the blood is hot. They reside in massive ice fortresses carved into glaciers and frequently launch devastating raids on villages and communities on the fringes of the Arctic areas. During the raids, frost giants claim mostly ale and steel, with little care for most coin and trinkets. Frost giants don't have much interest in art or culture, creating their clothing from animals and crafting large weapons by piecing together numerous smaller weapons from fallen foes. They will often decorate themselves with trophies from their enemies, particularly valuing parts from slain dragons. Physical might and skill in battle is the primary qualifier in Frost Giant's rankings, based on impressive battle scars, exceptional trophies, and contests of strength. By and large, Frost Giants are terrifying, evil creatures with little regard for non-giant life. Actually smaller than the Frost Giants, but outranking them in the Ordning, are the Fire Giants, 18 feet tall militaristic brutes. Fire Giants reside inside giant fortresses built in volcanoes or near caverns filled with magma. They value the immense heat from these locations, as it provides the fire for their forges. Metalworking is a prized skill among fire giants, and most of their crafts are weapons of war or defensive structures. Fire giants are bred for battle, with children playing by throwing fiery rocks at one another before being inducted into formal military training schools. In contrast to their frost giant cousins, fire giants wage war not through wrath and rage, but through discipline and training. Rather than slaughtering everyone they conquer, fire giants will force surviving humanoids into servitude, either raising livestock, harvesting fields, or mining ore and gemstones, almost all of which is entirely tithed to the fire giants. As we go up the ordning ranks, you can see how intelligence and discipline are important factors in dominance. Next we have the Cloud Giants, 24 foot tall creatures that live high above the world in castles among the clouds. Cloud Giants are the haughtiest of giant kind, regarding themselves as the greatest of giants despite being ranked lower than the reclusive storm giants. Cloud giants have little concern for other races of the world aside from personal entertainment and issue commands to lesser giants such as using fire giants as smiths, frost giants as raiders, and hill giants as fodder or amusement. A cloud giant's rank in the ordning is based on personal wealth, but rather than making their own efforts to collect this wealth, they simply order lesser giants to collect it for them. Cloud Giants spend most of their time living in luxury looking down on the rest of the world, decorating their lavish homes, and frequently gambling on events in the world outside of their control. If roused to combat, though, Cloud Giants are fearsome foes, capable of magically controlling the weather and turning to mist, while possessing strength even greater than Fire Giants. Finally, that leaves storm giants, the largest and strongest of giant kind, standing at 26 feet on average. Storm giants are similar to stone giants in their solitude and reclusiveness, but take it a step further by rarely communicating even with others of their own kind. Storm giants make their homes in cloud-top fortresses, even above cloud giants, or in palaces on the ocean floor. Storm Giants' primary capability is their skill as oracles, able to read omens and prophecies, and view the events of the world from a wider perspective than most. Storm Giants can be seen as good, as they won't slaughter lesser beings that approach them with respect, but their real goal in watching the world is to eventually bring about the glory days of old, when Giants ruled the world. Not every storm giant is peaceful, however, and a wicked storm giant is a threat to behold, capable of hurling massive lightning bolts at any foe caught in its path. Storm giant's reputation occasionally leads certain communities and tribes to worship them as lesser gods, something which most storm giants aren't going to deny. Giants, even storm giants, are far from the scariest or most threatening dangers in the world of D&D, but many of them represent a consistent concern to many small communities and towns. Much in the vein of goblins, orcs, or gnolls, the presence of giants in the area can make normal living rife with danger and ruin. Not all giants are alike, though, as we can see, and some wish to just be left alone, much like some members of any sapient species. Similar to dragons, the threat of a single or a handful of giants can certainly make for an interesting encounter, but it's the variety within their species that really makes giants unique.